outdoors take us to summers away or winter adventures and afternoon getaways. Your dedicated Fidelity Advisor can help you open those doors by working with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential because doors were meant to be opened. Visit fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimum supply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Life is a highway. And on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. This episode is brought to you by Sleep Number. Sleep Number beds allow you to adjust on each side to your ideal firmness, comfort, and support. And with Sleep IQ technology inside the bed, it tracks how you're sleeping and gives you personalized insights for your best sleep. Stick around. (laughs) You stick around. Later in the episode to hear a special segment from us and Sleep Number. Bye! Everybody loves a lover. I'm a lover. Everybody loves me. Anyhow, that's how I feel. Wow, I feel just like a Pollyanna. Firing it up. Mm, Here's uh-oh. the podcast. Uh oh. Hey Nick's guys. Nick's in the jingle business. I like to jingle it up. Yeah, Nick. Uh, Stephanie, let's write a let's write a jingle on the spot, okay. shall we? Jingle on to the spot. To welcome our beloved listener to this, our next episode of In Bed with Nick and Megan, starring Nick Offerman, featuring lovely actress Megan Mullally. And special sidekick played by Stephanie Hunt. All right, let's write an insta-jing. Okay, us guys. Okay. Um, prepare your ears for a brand new episode. Prepare your ears for a brand new episode. This episode, entitled Social Media. Wow, wow, wow. Social media. <laughs> Great harmony, Nick. All right. So between us, we have Sire Offerman, hey. who has a lot of followers on Twitter. What up? Pretty many followers <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I've never seen that side of he's you. He's really Nick. into it. Yeah, he's, he's really you're into serious social media. about your Twitter, huh? You can't get me off my phone. Uh, we have me, who's got. A good chunk of followers on Instagram, oh. not too many on Twitter. That's not true. You, we both have substantial followings on both platforms. You no. got a lot of followers. Oh, man. I guess I do. <laughs> um, and then we have Stephanie, who's not necessarily a, a world-famous 
personality. No. Soon to be, not yet. So she has like a normal a amount normal of amount, followers. You know. All right. So here's the first thing I want to say. Okay. Mm-hmm. I well, how can any of us still be on Twitter What's when that on? maniac is on Twitter? It's so weird. No, I don't want to be associated with in any way. Like, why don't we all just shut our Twitter accounts down right now? Come on, one, two, three, push the button. Uh, it worked. Here's here's what I think. Um, I mean, I agree with you that that's part of it, um, and that is what has made me like. I never. Uh, when people started following him um, when he was campaigning. and We're not going to say his name. Most yeah, people, everybody knows. Uh, mm-hmm. Most people in my sphere uh, or my bubble that would follow him, it's because they're opposed to him and they want to be on top of what he's communicating. We're talking about John Stamos. Right. I couldn't resist. So, so they can so, oh, get man. out in front of Stamos um, <laughs> when he flips out. And... And my feeling is uh, uh, filth um, or negativity that comes from many channels and many directions on social media is something that you can filter out, that you can sort of choose and curate your own conversation or or who you're paying attention to. So for me, um, I I don't, I I would rather throw my phone in the ocean but I feel that it's become an inseparable part of our business um, and our fan base. Like it, it is a very valuable tool to communicate to people who A, I want to buy tickets to my comedy shows, B, I want to tune into my TV or film, C, I want to sell books to, you know? There is a value to it. Well, so I mean, for most people, that, that that doesn't apply. But for us, it has become like... If somebody's thinking about hiring you for an acting job, they will look to see how many followers you have on social mm-hmm. media before they do. And if the other person that they're kind of thinking of has mm-hmm. four times as many, they might hire them instead. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's creepy, um, but that's just a reality. Yeah. Um, so that's one aspect. Another aspect that we might have that other people don't necessarily is that it's like another job. Um, like with Will and Grace, for example, I felt like for the first couple of seasons of Will and Grace that I was pretty much expected to really um, energetically post stuff about Will and Grace. So the, and I almost, you know, I mean, I just think at a certain point, if you're going to be doing that, that they, they should pay you to do it. I mean, right. I, you know, I'm that's in my free time. And um uh, so I, I stopped doing it for a variety of reasons, but, um, yeah, I don't think that people, once they hire you, should, it should be expected that you're then going to publicize their project mm-hmm. no matter what. Um, I don't, I don't think that should be an expectation. I don't think that's fair. No. Cause that's a, another business. And if, if they want you to guest on the website of their project then that, or the, um, the the account of their project, and that's another thing. Well, the, yeah, I think um, depending on the tone of the project, like going, let's swing to the most commercial, and and talk about like advertising campaigns that uh, that I've done recently. These days, when they make you an offer or make a deal, 
it's part of the deal where they say, and it's usually ridiculous. They're like, okay, every time we air the commercial, you tweet something about mm. our, our terrific shoelaces. And you and I, you and I have discussed this over the years. We always go back and say, uh, if you want to hire me to advertise, uh, like uh, as an advertising agency, that's a different negotiation. But if you want to hire me as the talent in your shoelace commercial, then leave my social media alone. And I usually will agree to like one. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, look, I'll do one funny thing, but I'm also not going to... Then the corporation also will send you suggested language. And yeah. that's always really fun. I think it's good for the dear listener to know that, um, you know, if you see us posting about something that we you know, also have a television commercial for it's because it's in our contract, you know, where we have to do that. Yeah. I mean, that's a thing now. There are people who just get paid to post without having artistic content, mm -hmm. like Cameron, whatever his face. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm -mm. There's this documentary, Chasing Cameron. Oh, I want to see that. It's mind blowing because he's like his Big as the Beatles in this small world, but just because is he it has on Instagram? Twitter, it's on Netflix. The uh, but is he posting? I mean, is he a star on YouTube or Instagram uh, or it, Twitter? Or? All of them. Oh, and okay. Vine. It was like in the early stages, he got on there and just people started following him, and he has millions of followers. And it's puzzling because he'll just tweet where he is and then all of a sudden they, he's shutting down all these streets and stuff in Italy or wherever he is. Whoa. But just because people show up to see him because he tweets. Does he kind of have red hair? I think he was sitting mm. by us at that baseball game that time. He looks a little bit like Justin Bieber. Mm. Uh, could be. I don't think that was him. That guy was more howdy doody looking. So is he, um, so his, from your, your description of his work as uh, contentless. Uh, yes. Does that mean, is that what's considered an influencer? Yes. He, he's one of the um, founding fathers of influencers, and he's very proud of it in this documentary, talking about how nobody thought this could be a career, but he knew it was a career. And it feels so confusing watching him talk because it doesn't feel like there's anything that he's doing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they get paid like 20 grand a post. So it's, a, but I mean, I don't necessarily, I don't dislike the Kardashians, but isn't it kind of, that's kind of like the Kardashians. In yeah, a way. except they for really less. Do anything, they don't have talents per se. No, they get cosmetics. But it's uh, to yeah. me, <laughs> the, so I'm, I'm only vaguely, I mean, I'll, if this is our topic, I should start by saying, I sort of willfully remain as ignorant as I can while still existing in this arena. For example, I, I often have to ask Megan the most simple functions of Instagram. I just haven't quite learned how to use it completely yet. Um, but from what I understand, from what I've gleaned about influencers, uh, and also just these other movements that I'm hearing about where and that are apparently massively popular, like people watching people unwrap shit on YouTube. This is, it's a whole genre where people will just open, like unwrap a present or open packages. It's something people... Well, there's that one thing about 
soft sounds that oh, yeah. As, ASMR. ASMR. People, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so there's that whole thing. So that, so this content, <laughs> oh yeah, hang on, Wait. do it again. Mm, shit, <laughs> I get it, now I get it. There's, on, uh, on one hand, I, I'm, I'm an eternal optimist, so on one hand, absolutely on the surface, this all seems like an exercise in the most vapid sort of mind escape of just like, oh, I just love watching. and. There's all kinds of different little str strangeness, like watching somebody slowly make wood shavings or like carve soap, things like that, uh, or poor colored sand is a thing. Uh, on, on one hand, it's it seems upsetting where it's like, why are people clamoring to watch, you know, hours of nothing? Um, but because I'm an optimist, I somehow feel like by engaging in this behavior and sort of exploring, I, I don't know, these new mental patterns or obsessions, our species in general uh, will open up new avenues to creating social solutions that we are desperately in need of. So like on the surface, I don't feel like computers, like technology is going to save us. I don't think we're going to invent our way out of trouble. But I do think that by using technology to expand our uh, our perceptions and uh, our consciousness, it will awaken us to new roots to find the organic solutions that our planet requires. Yeah. So, and um, so Cameron is a hero. It should be celebrated. All right. <laughs> so. Um, the stuff you're talking about, those little like fetishy kind of things are more like YouTube, but in terms of social media, I mean, clearly Instagram is the best. Yeah, bring us mm -hmm. back. Clearly Instagram's number one. Um, Twitter's rough. First of all, Twitter's so mean, but also unless what, unless your strong suit is posting hard jokes yeah. or politics, there's no spot for you really that's it yeah, and it, i mean if you be... post a joke it better be funny and sure. if you mm -hmm. post something political it better be right it better right. be good you know it's not a very welcoming like i'm gonna post something on twitter just because it feels good it's not that mm -hmm. i don't know so i i know i've never been on i've never really been on facebook Mm -mm. And I know that that's a global, like globally, that is the way people communicate. But thank goodness. I mean, when Will and Grace became big. Thank we... you for saying thank goodness instead of thank God, because I don't like when you take the Lord's name in vain. Oh, thank Providence. Thank you. When Will and Grace sort of hit and we were first together in the year 2000, uh, we met with a security specialist. And among the things he recommended uh, was stay off of social media, which at the time was Facebook and Match, Matchbook, Matchplace, oh, Faceplace. Facebook. MySpace. Space Horse. Space Race. Um, <laughs> you know, you remember it. <laughs> but we were, we were like, great. We would love to stay off of that stuff forever. And we always did. And I'm so grateful. I've never seen Facebook. And by now i'm so glad of that because for me the key to maintaining uh sort of avoiding the viciousness or the trash 
on on Twitter, but on all social media, is the same way that I avoid getting depressed about my looks, and that is I just don't look in the mirror. And on social media, I ge- I generally just don't read what people are are saying back to me. The star of In Bed with Nick and Megan, Mr. Nick Offerman, is an extremely good-looking man who, with his new haircut and beard trim, bears a strong resemblance to George Clooney. So let's just let the record show. Maybe Clooney's uh, backwoods cousin who knows his way around a socket set. (laughs) I would accept that description. You do a pretty honking zip. Between your eyebrows right now. I have a now. gaping wound what between my eyebrows. What the hell is that? You run into a tree branch? I was afraid this was going to come up on the pod. <laughs> Good thing it's a PCAST. I'll tell you, bleeding? I'll run you through it, and it's real quick. I had an angry, uh, hard, white pustule, just the size of like a, a Willy Wonka nerd candy. Right up, right in the muscles, in my furrow muscles up there, my Ooh, my mass those are muscles. Powerful muscles, because that furrow is deep. And it was like painful in a way that it needed to be relieved, and so I tried to work on it. Oh gosh! And I classic. I tried it from every direction, mm. and all I did was destroy a good square inch of my scalp. That's major. Yeah, yeah. it's a good half an inch in circumference. It's pretty it's impressive. Gross. Yeah. It's really, it's like bright red. I just hit it with some fermented papaya. Oh. Uh, gathered from the, co- the continent of Australia. That's good. So. Oh, that pawpaw stuff? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so measures are being taken. Oh, good. That's good. I'm glad you're going to be all right. Yeah. You're going to pull through. Um, and let me apologize uh, to you, my podcast members and uh co-record co-talkers yeah co-talkers and let me just assure the listening audience that they're goddamn lucky they can't see my face right now oh i'm happy well, you're purifying you it's know, not that get bad the toxins right. but um it's pretty bad <laughs> uh, i'll say i'll say something else about um the uh the thing that i like about twitter is that specifically um I've always been real hit or miss uh, because partly our schedules are so sporadic. So we never have a routine across our lives. Like I like to get up and have breakfast and read the paper and then go to work by nine or whatever, because we do all sorts of jobs in any given week or month. And so our schedules are all over the place. Uh, And so using Twitter specifically, um, these, these journalists uh, and a couple really smart TV comedy writers, they curate the news for me. So if I happen to miss a Democratic debate or something, I then can tune into these seven writers and they say, okay, here's what happened. Let me break it down. And because they're not a news outlet, they're not corporate attached, they tell the straight dope. And, and of course, their opinion leans one way or the other, but I can generally glean 
You like pretty conservative stuff, right? Yeah, I mean... The conservative comedians. Yeah, they're all NRA comedians. Uh, NRA stand-ups. They have, yeah, NRA TV comedians. Oh, man, that's oh, so man. hilarious. They're really God. funny. They, oh, nobody rings the tears out of liberals like these guys yeah, and ladies. That's good. Um, but, I mean, I, I, there's a lady named Terry Canefield who's a law professor who just breaks down everything that's going on uh, is Canefield with a K, and she's invaluable. Like whatever the the morasses that our government has gotten us into, whether it's should what's going on with impeachment or what's going on with Russia or whatever, she breaks it down in really easy to digest ways that a simpleton like me can say, okay, the, this is really great to digest without any corporate flavoring. Mm-hmm. So, well, but, but I don't do but, that. Uh, honey, I never though, even look at Twitter anymore. I mean, every totally once in right. a while, I'll just randomly post something. Yeah. But, well, not randomly. I don't randomly post anything. But I, I think at the beginning, I started on all that really late. Mm -hmm. So when I finally started on, I didn't even start on Twitter until like 2016 or so. I don't know. It was pretty late. Yeah. And... At first, I was just terrified. Like, I I couldn't post anything without ne asking Nick first if it was okay. And then, and now, of course, I don't care. But um, because people would, I mean, most of everything I posted at the beginning was so innocuous. And the first time I posted anything, I remember the first thing I posted that wasn't just like, I got a new hat. <laughs> uh, was something about somebody uh, big game, big game hunting. Somebody who had shot. Oh, I think it was a Trump, actually, a Trump son, who had shot a lion and cut his tail oh. off and was standing in front of the lion holding the tail mm, with a douche. big shit-eating grin on his face. And they posted something about it, and I got a lot of hate. And I thought, well, this is unpleasant. Why would I subject myself to this? And then, you know, even on Instagram, they have so many, like every day they're getting rid of hundreds or thousands of, I don't know, Michael knows. How many bots are they getting rid of every day? Several thousand every hour. Several thousand every hour they're getting rid of on Instagram. Wow. And it's, Instagram is like the fun one, like yeah, the it, nice one. It's a shit show. Like it's a, an absolute shit show. I mean, that all of social media, that's where... You know, there. Can you imagine the warehouse covering acres in in Russia and all over the world of just people trying to affect people's political opinions using bots? And it's. I mean, it's a absolute morass. It's so weird when it's with bots because in the comments. Because most of the stuff I post, again, is pretty innocuous. It's pretty innocent. Yeah. It's, I don't post a lot of political stuff. I am I am very political. I just don't want it. I'm not, I don't know that my opinion, I don't know. I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to demean my own opinion. I'm just saying that I, I'm not sure if that's how I need to like. Well, that's the thing. Be myself. Mm -hmm. but is, it, is it helping? When I post something very innocent and then there's somebody like, like what, what am I going to say? What can I say? Um, you know, like if I post a picture of our dog and then somebody says, 
dogs cause cancer. Don't you know that? You know, whatever. They say some stupid thing and I'm like, blocked. You know, it's just yeah. so ridiculous. Like people could try to come up with something about the most innocent stuff. Okay. Innocent First things. of all, that's not real, right? Dogs don't cause cancer. Well, just um, skin cancer they cause. Is that what's on my face? Yeah. You guys. Because we have a dog. Let's eat those motherfuckers. <laughs> um, no, that's that's the thing. I also have strong, uh, like very strong political opinions, but and I and I used to be very vocal on social media with my opinions. Oh my gosh! And eventually, yeah. I came to just get this feeling of futility, where I was mm -hmm. like, "Yeah, what am I? Who am I? I'm not convincing. Nobody, I'm not changing anybody's mind." But I mean, with my hilarious think how insults. you would feel if you were Charles M. Blow, mm -hmm. and you're brilliant, and your opinions are. You're incredibly articulate and you're a great writer and your opinions still are, you know, you might as well be pissing into the wind. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that part of it is a little depressos. But human decency goes away when people respond with these like, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it would be great. I like the idea that there's a conversation that started, but when people don't have eye contact or anything right. making them grounded well, it's like in road humanity. rage yeah you know you can even see the person but you feel like well they're not gonna really you know it's still a stranger right it's like blind hecklers the, yeah the greater like the anonymity empowered. the more the the false courage i got wind of this early on uh my wood shop offerman wood shop was posting you know our work in the shop and we were doing this massive oak conference table. And we had a really cool photo from one end. So it looks like a looks like an airplane runway. It's this really big, long table. And at the far end, uh, Maddie, one of our guys, was like finish sanding with an orbital sander. And it just said, you know, it's just a post that was like, here's uh, a table with, you know, it was like six feet wide by 18 feet long or something. It was enormous. So here's this huge table, some probably some joke about how big it was, uh, and this oak is beautiful, or just something that. And we always say this around the shop still, someone, someone's first quick reply was simply this, wrong tool, wrong technique. <laughs> <laughs> so we say that all the time still. We're like, God, I understand even just if, like an if innocent like wood crafting post. It's so hilarious that Everything. you're like, you can't even, you don't know what the hell we're doing, first of all. Yeah. B, you can't see. You can't see far. what the tool was or the technique. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, we're using a finish sander to do our finish sanding, so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, right the thing I like about Instagram is that I think it's very creative, and that's why I use it. You're good at being I, creative well, yeah, you use it like I a... I love it. I feel like, like it a, brings out the director in me. I like to make a little... You're like an animation movies. studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of slowed down. My mom died a few months ago, and I kind of like went underground, but... Um, I'm coming back. You're coming back strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do like the creative aspect of it. I think it's visually... I mean, I'm very visual. I like that it's a visual medium, and yeah. it's, a vis it's the visual social media. And Snapchat is, too, but Snapchat's more limited. But um, they have, you know, you can do little stories that can be like little movies, and you can put music in, and you can... 
They have, uh, Nick, did I tell you this? I know Stephanie knows that you can, Nancy and Beth. So on Instagram, in stories, if you, you can put your own music, if you post like a photograph, you can put music on top of it. And there's an option to use music in your Instagram. And Nancy and Beth, the Nancy and first Nancy and Beth record is in Instagram stories music. Oh, wow. Along with every other music in the universe. That's fantastic. I know. Very exciting. I love it. But I like that you can, um, I don't know, you can get weird on there or not. I think, I love, I think people should all go check out your Instagram stories because I think it's, uh, I always talk about when I was in college and my cool friends for the first time turned me on to great counterculture. And I feel like if I had seen your Instagram stories when I was 18, they they would I would have awoken me to the world of possibility that you can that you can be that creative and that sort of think out, that far outside the box you know they're re- they're really um, quite sublime for you know something that you can do in a social media platform uh, I always find them there's poetry there's dance there's music there's just it's just a visual pastiche. And your your song choices are often hilarious. Uh, I highly recommend it. And for those of you in the academy, I think <laughs> I wow. would offer it up for your consideration. Sounds like I'm the best. Turns out. Maybe you should be the the lead of this podcast. Now that I think about it. Maybe I am. <laughs> Maybe you tricked me <laughs> again. Wow, big reverse psychology. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Life is a highway. And on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. The other thing I like about Instagram, it actually is social media. Like Mm. I try to only, I follow either my friends Mm -hmm. and i'm including you my husband in that category as my friend that's good and stephanie obviously yeah my friend you've made for the listener megan made a sweeping gesture that encompassed both stephanie and myself right Mm -hmm. my friends and then you know people that i'm sort of fascinated with right then that i don't know like cardi b do i know her Mm -mm. but do i follow her on instagram well, yes, I do. Yeah. But I mean, you really do get to see, especially with, you know, your friends who have private accounts, who post pictures of their kids, you get to watch the kids grow up on at least somewhere. Sure. Mm-hmm. Erica Badu's is really good, too. And yeah. she, she went out and said that she's not putting an album out and she's just doing visual 
She's just doing social she's media. She's just doing so, like she's just doing her Instagram. Wow, like art. That's so interesting, right? Do you guys yeah. like uh, Beyonce Knowles Carter? I've uh, heard of her. Familiar, I think. She's a recording artist. Okay. I follow Solange. Is That's the, her sister. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Beyonce's the sister supposed to be of terrific. Solange. Who do you follow on Instagram? Who's somebody you don't know, Nick? Me. Um, or on or on Twitter. Let's do Instagram first because they're very different. Gosh, uh, I try to keep it small. The amount. Me too. So that I don't feel people who follow like thousands of people. I'm like, what are you doing? That like, you can't right. even. You never know what anybody's doing because you don't see anybody consistently. Right. That answers the question. When we post tour dates, we're like, here's our tour dates. I'm playing Indianapolis, Chicago, mm-hmm. and Milwaukee. And then 10 minutes later, someone says, Why don't you play Indianapolis? When are you going to come to Wisconsin? Play Indianapolis? Yeah. It's like, well, I, I just. I'm trying. I can't think <laughs> of anyone. Well, let's look. Okay. Shall we? Do we have to, do we have to get off airplane mode? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Sorry, don't get lost. engineers. Uh-oh. <laughs> Okay, bye. I'm going on Instagram. Whoa, he just stormed going out Going on of Instagram here. on our podcast. Over. Okay, following. <laughs> this episode's over. Okay. It's phone time off. now. So, so far, I'm just seeing people I know. Some people Josh. are well-known. Some people are not. And, uh-oh. So, Vanity Fair magazine just went by. So, that's the first That's thing one. I've seen of just a generic, more generic kind of follow. And I might unfollow them. We don't know. You're very empowered now, with your follows. Very what? Empowered. You know, I unfollow like nobody's beeswax. Oh, I go in every, I go in pretty often and I'm like, nope. I was getting scared, but I found one uh, who I haven't met. And it's a woodworker named Aspen Golan. <laughs> and she's an incredible oh, carver. Oh, she? Yeah. Wait, I'm going to look her up and see what she looks like. Mm. Aspen. Okay, approved. Steve A.G. I approved her. <laughs> you can follow her. Yeah, you can follow her, honey. Okay, thank you. <laughs> we haven't quite gotten to that point yet. I don't, I don't control his social media follows. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Well, I have a whole, okay, so I have a whole uh, thing that, something great that's come out of Instagram for me, rather than, as opposed to other social media, or come out of social media, specifically Instagram. Let me put it that way. Okay. Which is all the dancers mm-hmm. that I, that we now know, yeah. that we had, all now know. It's had a huge so, effect Lil on your Buck life. So, Lil Buck Legend is one of the accounts that you guys would like. It's L-I-L-B-U-C-K-D-A, legend. John Boogs, B-O-O-G-Z. Yoey Apollinario. So those are freestyle, pop and lock, or in some cases contemporary dancers who, uh, and Memphis Chicken is another style that Lil Buck does. Um, but those are some people that I, I don't know how I, I first saw something of little buck somewhere mm-hmm. and I was just, I just went crazy and I went to his page and I watched like all of his stuff and you know, he, a long time ago, he did this piece and he's doing it again right now. 
he did a piece, he did the Dying Swan, oh, which yeah. was, you know, from my ballet days, something that I was, you know, I'm very attracted to. And um, he didn't do the ballet version. He did his own freestyle Memphis Jukin version. What's the what's the second word in that Memphis word? It's J-O-O-K-I-N, but it's pronounced Jukin, like, it's Juk, like book. Okay. It's not Jukin, it's Jukin. I don't know why. Memphis Jukin. It's, and it's a Memphis dance style. So, um, I saw him do that and I just fell in love with his talent and his artistic, you know, his creative sensibility. And so I followed him. And then from that, I kind of found he's, he works a lot with this, um, pop and lock freestyler named John Bugs. And so started following him. And then I found Shiapatra Jones on Instagram and Yoey Apollinario. And um, Yoey just toured with Taylor Swift and she just did a video with Madonna. And I mean, she's like so great, high-end, um, beautiful woman. She's like a Nick Offerman level. Nick Offerman level dancer. Yeah. And her um, girlfriend, Shiapatra Jones, is another beautiful, incredible dancer and spirit and anyway so just from I I followed them and then I posted stuff of theirs and then they DM'd me and we started DMing and now we've become you know we've all become friends and I just directed the the latest um, I've directed all the Nancy and Beth videos Stephanie and I are in a band called Nancy and Beth and in that band we sing in harmony and we all every song is choreographed from top to bottom so we sing and dance Five pieces behind us, but anyway, um, we have some music videos at our on our website, which is nancybeth.com, and I've directed all the videos. And I just recently we just did one. All those people are in it. They're all they all dance in it. So that's something really great. That I mean, for me, that's probably the best thing that's come out of yeah. social media is actually meeting people and communicating yeah. and socializing totally. with humans. Yeah. I, I, because of Instagram, by the way, I went through my list and I think I found three of 124 that I, people I don't know. And they're all woodworking. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of Instagram, follow- There's nothing wrong with following people you don't know, you know? Yeah. No, my, my chair guru, the, the gr- contemporary Windsor chair master that I'm sure you're all familiar with. There's mm-hmm. a man named Peter Galbert. Yeah, uh, right. Don't know. And but f- from following Peter, uh, I came onto this guy named Bern Chandley, who's a chairmaker in Melbourne. And by connecting the dots, uh, I just because we toured Australia, I met him. I visited his shop. We became friends. We had coffee. We gave each other light massage, nothing mm. <laughs> uh, below wow. the navel area. You had a new um, friend. But he came to my show, and like, so now I have a new mm. friend who's a who's pr- probably going to come to LA uh, in collaboration with me and do like a chair teaching workshop. So absolutely, I mean, that's the great thing about the social side of social media. Yeah, softer side of Sears. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it can be really a really good thing. But um, you're you're right that it used to be. It's gone through such a shift where it used to be really fun. We both got on late. Uh, we were happily not on any social media, 
And it was because I started touring as a comedian. Yeah. That was when I first got on Twitter. Yeah, you got on Twitter a few years before I did, though. And then, and then uh, books, like doing book tours added to that, where it was like, okay, this is a, a viable thing to do. And it used to be fun. Like, it used to be funny, and there was a lot more humor and sort of looseness. And then somehow it all got funneled down to, like, as, as you said, viciousness, whether you're talking about people's sense of humor or about politics or both, where it's really treacherous to stick your neck out. Yeah. Are you even on Twitter, Stephanie? Yeah, I haven't tweeted in, like, three years, though. Because, <laughs> so. like, what do you say uh, at this point? Yeah. What do you even tweet? I don't know. Sometimes I think of things and I think, I could tweet that thought. That's a funny thought. But then I go on with my day and I don't <laughs> tweet it. <laughs> yeah, take it a day at a time. But I think that... Just say no to tweets. Mm -hmm. uh, the other soft side of... I think all cell phone communications and the fact that we can communicate with anybody all the time, I think I it's know. a training tool for telepathic communication. You do? I do. I, feel <laughs> I wasn't like, expecting you to say I that. Know. I feel like in 10 <laughs> years. I thought you were going a whole other direction. I know. <laughs> Cameron is the I, answer. We're heading I know. The You're going to be able to communicate the same way. You just won't need a phone. Yeah. Yeah. I we'll think be that's seeing filters. True. Uh, we'll see our friends' outfits without even having right. to look at them. Yeah, I think that might... Have you seen that show on... Is it HBO? Years, years and Years? years. Yeah. It is HBO. The show called Years and Years on HBO. About telepathic communication? It's just about, you know, it goes how many years into the future? 20? It ends up, it ends up in the early 2030s. Oh, so not that far. 12 or 13, yeah. Yeah, and um, it's a it's a UK show. It's a British show, They're of course. Smart. And um, we, they we get into that. like sort of that kind of stuff where you are the phone, mm -hmm. but it does involve technology. But the technology is in your body. Yeah. But I think what you're saying is different from that, and I I do kind of agree because think about how far we've come. Mm. I mean. We, it used to be that you couldn't communicate with somebody if they were further than yelling distance right. at all. It was out of the question. Mm -hmm. And then they invented mail. And then they invented the telephone. And then they invented telegraph. The, tele the telegraph, the telephone. And then, you know, it just keeps, you know, computers, phones, smartphones. I mean, it just keeps getting kind of closer and closer and easier and easier. And we're more... It's harder to find privacy, in it, but it's easier to reach somebody than it ever was. And and it happens a lot that I'll think of somebody and then you get a text from them mm -hmm. right after. Yeah. It's like that instant gratification for knowing that they could feel that I was thinking about them. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm thinking about Oprah as hard as I can. She's about to. Yeah. Oprah, come on in. Give me my phone. She's in my closet. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. 
Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. You've just tapped into a, a, a social theory that I have that I feel really strongly about, and that is because of the, um, the evolution, you, you talked about how um, communication has become much more exponentially more casual and easy. It also has, with, with each step, it becomes less and less personal, to what, which you kind of touched upon, where you, that's why, you know, in olden days, when you used to have to communicate face-to-face -face or by written word, your, your word and your name were your most valuable characteristic. Like that's, once, once your name was ruined, then you, were, then you couldn't be trusted. So you had to shake, people, shake people's hands and look them in the eye and say, I give you my word. You know, my word is my bond. Mm -hmm. And we've gotten to this place where when, then when you get on the phone, they can't see your face. And so it's easier to lie and say, I didn't finish my homework or I can't come to work. You know, I'm not feeling very good. <laughs> and now you sound like you're pooping. You can just it's it's a painful <laughs> it's a painful thing sometimes. You call right when you're pooping? Yeah. We got one of those okay. spherical ones trying to work its way out. Okay. Oh, couldn't make it to work. So now you got to this point where like you're texting, but not only texting but you're not like it's now considered fashionable to not even finish your words like words right. are abbreviated there's tons of little weird Happy. acronyms and <laughs> lmfaos and all that <laughs> and i feel like that correlates directly with the the degradation of like decency and good manners in, in our society and how it's opened the door for us to be become so accustomed to are politicians openly lying about stuff and everyone's like, yeah. That's such a new thing though. That's just come with this hideous person. Because the, the openness. Thought, yeah. The thought we were talking about that the other night during the debate, you know, the 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 idea of one of the least objectionable things that he has done if another president had ever done that, they would have, that would have been, been it. Yeah, it would have been done. And he does like 10 a day yeah. <laughs> or two a day. Yeah. But he does them and he does them a lot. And so it's just this crazy. And sometimes I get mad uh, when we're watching MSNBC or CNN or whatever, because it's like, what are we even talking about? I mean, why? There's nothing really to say, except there. there's like a, psychopath in the white house and what else you know get him out right. that's all that's all you need to say yeah the headline is like this we're, is a huge is problem get him, him out in there yeah the, yeah it's, and people are like well i wonder what he meant when he said such and such i'm like he nothing he yeah. didn't mean anything why are we analyzing this bullshit absolutely the, it's yeah, not it's, the the anger it shouldn't be directed at him he's he has always been an absolute shitbag and he's never really disguised it. The question is, why are we not kicking him to the curb with a big hobnail boot? Yeah. Or at least unfollowing him. At least unfollowing him. And that yeah. brings us full circle <laughs> in, with this very enjoyable 
I'm sure you agree, dear listener, episode of In Bed with Nick and Megan, starring the illustrious Nick Offerman, featuring... What's up? His wife, Megan Mullally, <laughs> and very special, special featured friend today, our sidekick, Stephanie Hunt. Hey. You can follow her on social media at Teppy Hunt on Instagram and at, what's it, what's Twitter? Steph O'Neill. Yes, yeah, Steph O'Neill. S T E P H. Well, we don't care about that because you're not. I'm not tweeting. But tap You can follow it. Maybe it'll be Instagram. We're following. All right. So, Stephanie, shall we write a nice jingle to wrap up the episode? We love social media. Bye. Okay, here we go. We love social media. Bye. Later. In Bed with Nick and Megan is an Earwolf production. It's produced by Megan Mullally, Kevin Bartelt, and Michael Landry. Executive produced by Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon. Music by Nancy and Beth, which can be found at www.nancyandbeth.com. If you enjoyed In Bed with Nick and Megan, make sure to rate it and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Hey, Nick. Oh, hey, honey. Guess what? What's up? This episode is brought to you by Sleep Number. Oh, I did. That's right. That's nice. What, did I wake you? Uh, Ever no. since we got our Sleep Number bed, Nick has been well, practically, I can't, I mean. It does send me right off uh, to visit my friend Morpheus. And since we record our podcast from our actual sleep number bed, it's become a problem because when our guest, if we have a guest, is talking, he will he will fall asleep. Well, yeah. And it seems rude, but it's really just the mattress. I just have to figure out when to arrange the sleep at the appropriate times. Because getting, getting sleep like this is vital. You know, it's important to your health. Well, you actually were not getting enough sleep, and I've been nagging you, but now that we have this bed, it's gotten a little easier to persuade you. That's why I look so young and have such a spring in my step. That is why. Um, but think about all of the meaningful things that have happened in our bed. Why you <laughs> delivered all four of our children in our bed. That's right. And the second two were water births, so we ended up putting the bed in a small pool of water. That bed can do anything. It's incredible. We bought our first yacht from our bed. Oh, uh, online. Yeah. I recommend buying, if you're going to buy a yacht, I recommend buying it online. That's just a sidebar. Let's get back to our sleep number bed. Um, So... What else? I mean, the bed is so important. We always say, like, whenever we travel, no matter how uh, fancy or unfancy the hotel, Mm -hmm. the bed is never as good as our bed at home. No. It's never as good. It's not a sleep number. Well, no. I mean, you can't, generally, you can't adjust the firmness, the support level of the mattress. Only in your mind. Yeah. See, this you can do in real life. You can do it in real life. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, and I mean, sleep is very important to your health as well. I mean, when when you are working professionally as a performer, 
and burning so many uh, candle power, put, putting <laughs> such illumination out. So many candle power. Yeah. That's the name of my band. As they say, you need to get your sleep, yeah. right? Yes, no, I, and, I absolutely do. And if you don't have the right kind of mattress, you're not getting the sleep. That's right. As Aristotle but used just to say. The bed itself is important. Like just laying around, like you don't have to, it doesn't have to be. I mean, think about like sometimes on Sunday or, I mean, you know, obviously when we're not in one of the many lovemaking sessions of the day, but at other times when we're just laying around in bed and like, you know, talking about the future. Yeah. It's it's a it's a good haven. It's important to have the right bed, the right mattress. Yeah. Discover proven quality sleep and save fifty percent on the three sixty limited edition smart bed now during the ultimate sleep number event. Only at Sleep Number Store or sleepnumber dot com slash in bed. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they, they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's Omri certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow.